We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio Network. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for The Core. Glad to have you with us. Hey, if you want to subscribe to The Core Podcast, we would love for you to do that first and foremost. But if you want to, here's how. You can, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, whichever platform you listen to podcasts on, just type in AFA at The Core. And uh, my show should pop up, and you click the subscribe button, and then uh, those podcasts will be uploaded. Uh, whatever application you use to listen to podcasts, those uh, the latest show will be uploaded there for you to listen at your convenience, at your leisure. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in AFA at the core, click the subscribe button, and then you can listen to my show uh, whenever uh, you would like to do so at your convenience. You can also listen live to The Core by going to our website, AFR.net. AFR.net is our URL. You can listen live to the show at our website. You can also listen live on the American Family Radio mobile application, or it's on a tablet as well. But the AFR app, you can download and listen live on that uh, application there as well. Um, An exciting update. We did... uh, just publish our on Friday, I believe we published our uh, updated American Family Radio application for Apple devices that inclu- includes CarPlay. So I'd been talking about this before, but we officially launched it this past weekend. It was approved. It's now published, and uh, so if you have an Apple device and your vehicle has the CarPlay feature, which not all do, but some of the newer vehicles do then you can utilize the CarPlay feature in your vehicle using the American Family Radio app on Apple devices. And then, of course, we've had the Android Auto uh, feature out there for a while now. So if you have an Android device and your vehicle has or is equipped with Android Auto, then, uh, then you can utilize that as well. And it just puts everything right there on your vehicle dashboard. And it's as if you've got a radio signal. As it's, if you, it's as if you have a a radio signal, an FM radio signal right there in your area. You could be in California, New York, Florida, wherever you are around the country, even around the world. It's right there at your fingertips, easy to manage, easy to control, right there on your dashboard. And it's as if you're listening to live radio, which you are. It's just being delivered uh, through the Internet and not the FM radio waves. So that's an exciting announcement. So our CarPlay feature is up and running now for those who want to utilize it. The uh, scripture for the week, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 21. Psalm chapter 21. I want you, the audience, and speaking to myself here as well, listen to the focus on God's glory. Pay attention to the focus on God's glory, on God's power, on God's magnificence. Psalm chapter 21. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exults. You have given him his heart's desire. 
and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet with him, or you meet him with rich blessings, and you set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you, and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow upon him, for you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with joy of your presence, for the king trusts in the Lord. And through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their dissidents from the earth and their offspring from among the children of man. Though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them into flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. So the first part here, the first section about uh, verse 1 through 7 or 8, 1 through 7 specifically, uh, the psalmist here is is talking about God blessing the king at the time that David is talking about here. But it's all, all of the blessings and all of the greatness, if you will, about the king, with a little k, it all comes from God. It all comes from the king of kings and the lord of lords. Without The, the, the psalmist here is making it clear that without God, this king would be nothing. This earthly king would be nothing without God's power and blessing over him. And the same could be said about us. You take God out of our lives, you remove the Holy Spirit from our lives, what are we but mere dust? And so our salvation experience, our worldview, how we view the world should all be centered on the power of God. It should all be centered on the, on the majesty and the greatness of God Almighty, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the, and the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, being that ultimate sacrifice for our transgressions. The gospel is about God and his glory. It doesn't need to be about us. And that's what we have to be careful for or careful with in today's society and generations past have dealt with this too. But turning turning God's word and the story of God's mercy and turning it into something about us, somehow we're special and this salvation experience is all about us. You're getting into the prosperity gospel and a very twisted view of Scripture. Scripture is clear that it is all about God, it is all about his majesty, and it is all about his power. And he had mercy upon us, his creation, and that should be our context, that should be our view, and let's not make it uh, all about us. We, as his, as his creation, are just one piece of, of God's amazing story of redeeming his people. So uh, let's think a little bit less about ourselves and more about our creator, God Almighty. That's what Psalm chapter 21 is about. And that's what I pull from it. Uh, moving into some of our stories for the day, speaking of God's creation, I came across this article, and um, we have to we have to learn as Christians to 
tie everything back to God's work, to tie everything back to God's created order. And sometimes that's hard for us. We like to put everything in its box and everything in its container and shut the lid. And, you know, this goes over there and that goes over here. And and uh, then you then you have people go, oh, that's not a gospel issue. That's not a biblical issue. Really <laughs> interesting. Um, it it it's uh, it takes a, a lot to to be able to say that. And it's one thing if you're talking about, you know, am I going to get the salad bar or am I going to, you know, drink water or do I put lemon in my water? Okay, yeah, you can say that this is not a biblical issue. <laughs> this is a, the opinion of man is what it is. Or should I paint my walls green or yellow? Uh, you can make a strong case either way, but that's not a biblical issue. But what I'm talking about here is these are some heavy-hitting issues that our world is dealing with that have an effect on God's creation. And so we don't need to just brush, you know, half of the issues of our day off as, you know, non-biblical issues because much of what we deal with as, as, a, as a human species or a, a, a creation of God, much of it that we deal with all ties back to God's created order. So we just have to be able to make that connection and look for uh, what what God's word would say about the issues of our day. So the topic I want to cover this segment, and maybe a little bit of next segment if we have the time, is the, the green movement or the clean energy movement as it's sold in the public and on the airwaves and on the internet. This is That's the, the marketing uh, words that have been, this has been labeled with, with the Al Gore crowd, now the Biden crowd, so on and so forth. Well, I came across this article from, um, this is out of PJ Media, but it's writing about a paper that an MIT scientist, a student, uh, she, her name is uh, Shill Evergreen. I, well, I assume it's a female. I have no idea, actually. So he or she I'm not really sure, but nonetheless, this uh, student over at MIT by the name of Shell Evergreen, a fitting name for the article, but here's the name of the, of the PJ Media piece covering the MIT scientist piece that, that, that uh, was written. Clean energy has a dirty little secret. That's the, the title of the headline. So I'm just going to read a little bit through this, probably halfway through is all time will allow. Clean energy has a dirty little secret. Just revealed by MIT science writing student Shill Evergreen, it's, quote, unsustainable appetite for minerals and the dirty ways they're obtained. From Evergreen's report, here's a little excerpt. All that extraction, talking about extracting these minerals from the earth, whether it be lithium or other minerals used to build batteries or solar panels, all that extraction, quote, presents humanitarian, environmental, and logistical challenges, end quote, she writes, this MIT writer. Scenes, uh, scenes, like, scenes like those might already be familiar ground for those who aren't wedded to the green fantasy of clean energy, talking about digging up the earth in the name of renewable energies. But what, what you might not know is that just how much worse things are going to have to get for Mother Earth or for God's creation, in my words, if the green crowd are going to save her, save planet Earth. Remember, this is, this is their sales pitch. This is their narrative. This is their agenda. We, uh, fossil fuels are dirty. Fossil fuels are evil. That's what they say. And we want, quote, renewable energy, like solar panels and lithium-ion batteries, to, quote, save the planet. All right, so that's, that's the whole sales pitch, and that's what everybody's bought in on. 
That's why you have to use a paper straw. Oh, when you want to uh, get a soda nowadays, and then the paper straw uh, shrivels and and it it it's gone by about thirty seconds, and then you have to get another one and use three of them. And they're wrapped in plastic, by the way. Uh, but I digress. The International Energy Agency warned last year that to achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2050, overall mineral requirements will need to increase sixfold. Those minerals uh, have to come from somewhere, and that often involves harmful sourcing, increased greenhouse gas emissions, and limits on the mineral supply. It's somehow news that we can't put minerals that we don't have into solar panels, electric car batteries, or wind turbines. It ought to be news that clean energy means increased carbon emissions. Remember, this is all operating under their standard of, quote, green energy, even though I completely disagree with, with the entire premise. It was without apparent irony that Evergreen, the, this MIT author, noted that, quote, renewable energy comes from finite resources. Hmm. So how renewable is it? Moving on to the latter part, the, uh, the author notes that it's hungry, talking about the, the chase or the, um, the rush to mine lithium, is hungry for real estate. All right, because you got to have land to mine, to dig, to basically destroy or, you know, uproot. So this is a real estate problem, too. The author, this MIT author, says that uh, the new mining sites for lithium often create a, quote, land grab that can remove people from their livelihoods while degrading human and ecological health. They also result in higher levels of poverty, a well-established correlation for commodity-rich areas known as the resource curse. I had been told, this author says, that the switch to clean energy will result in everybody getting richer, but as it turns out, the benefits have mostly flowed to the well-connected billionaires, usually found in communist China. So I could go on about this, but the point is that how renewable is lithium if it's coming from the same place that our oil comes from? That is the ground. Eventually, just like with oil, we're probably going to run out. It could be a thousand years from now, or it could be a million. Who knows? But this whole pitch that somehow lithium ion is renewable and sustainable for eternity is a farce. More on this after the break. He who walks with wise men will be wise but the companion of fools will be destroyed. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The American Enterprise Institute conducted an empirical study to understand the decline of religious faith in America. They concluded the data seemed to show the main driver of secularization in the United States is government spending on education and control over the curricular content taught in schools. Why? Because children learn more at school than reading, writing, and arithmetic. They imbibe a whole set of implied assumptions about what's important in life. Faith in God becomes a sort of optional, weekend hobby akin to playing tennis or video games. And our tax dollars pay for it. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. On an old highway in rural Oklahoma, there is a crossroads called Jealousy Junction. The story of how it got the name is unclear, but what that place represents reminds us that nipping jealousy in the bud is key as soon as it surfaces. Jealousy, like many of Galatians 5's works of the flesh, is a sin that grows and grows. In fact, in the New Testament, it is often equated with fighting and divisiveness. A jealous heart lacks peace, joy, and is unable to trust another's faithfulness. Jealous people are often afraid of being abandoned. If your girl struggles with jealousy, affirm God's faithfulness to her, your steadfast love for her, and the Holy Spirit's ability to make that dark corner of her heart new and secure. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. AFA Foundation Director Riley Wildman. A charitable gift annuity is perfect for AFA supporters with an eternal perspective like Lucy Overstreet. Psalm 78 tells us that we are to tell our children and our grandchildren and the future generations after them what the Lord has done in our lives and what the Word of God says. Lucy's charitable gift annuity will keep supporting this ministry for generations. I wanted something that would have eternal value, and that's the way I think of the American Family Association investment. Contact Riley Wildman and her staff at the AFA Foundation and find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you. 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or visit our website, afafoundation.net. My life is not about me, it's about him. AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Just to put a bow on that topic from last segment, you know, I'm I'm more convinced than I've ever been. the The more I study the quote green movement, the more of a hoax it becomes. I mean, the more you the more you delve into it and dig into. No pun intended at all, but the more you dig into uh, the mining of lithium, all these minerals that are involved in the solar panels and the lithium uh, batteries that go in the EVs or the electric vehicles, you know, this is really becoming apparent that this is really all just a ploy to make a buck. I mean, it's all a ploy to make a buck, and that's, that's a you know, really simplifying it and, 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 and drawing a very basic assumption there because this is, a, this is an entirely, you know, novel industry, electric vehicles, and then you got to have charging station. I mean, it's basically creating a, an, an entire uh, sector of the economy that people can get rich off of, which there's nothing wrong with getting rich, but they need to stop pitching it as a, as a morally superior option to fossil fuels because it's not. It's not. They have to go... Uh, you know, dig up land for the for this lithium and these other minerals, and uh, and and what happens? You know, when you start, these are not as the author noted; these are not finite materials, or, or rather, these are these are finite materials. They're not infinite materials. They're not uh, limitless. All right. So uh, anyway, next time someone tries to you know guilt trip you because you're driving your diesel burning truck, uh, just tell them, uh, ask them if they know what was involved with mining the lithium to go in their Tesla. 
and then see what they say then. And they're probably they're probably going to look at you like they don't know what you're talking about because we don't get educated on this enough. Instead, we get sold this uh, Al Gore bill of goods uh, that guilt trips us into putting solar panels on our house. Uh, and then when the sudden does, doesn't shine, uh, we're taking cold showers. But I'll move on <laughs> to another topic, and we'll jump back on this later. Uh, Rob Chambers, Vice President of Policy and Legislative Affairs with the American Family Association, was in with us. Rob, welcome back to the core. Thanks, and thank you for that instruction on uh, all that about lithium because I I have a diesel burner. So good. Thanks, thanks for the information. Well, there. keep burning that diesel, man. <laughs> and we got we got to fight back these Al Gore's that are trying to remove your diesel option. That's right. Um, hey, uh, Rob, you went to a conference up uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, this past weekend. Uh, tell us a little bit about it, and it was at Mid America Theological yeah, um, Seminary. Mid America Baptist Theological Seminary outside of uh, Memphis in the Mid- Memphis Metro area. Yeah, it was called the uh, the Culture Engagement Summit. It's the first annual event that they had there in uh, uh, for this particular group. And so, what they're aiming to do really is to equip and and inform people, much like AFA. It's it's really compatible with their their message uh, or mission with what what we're doing here at AFA and to help people understand these issues from a biblical perspective anything from critical race theory sanctity of human life things like that religious liberty yeah and this this is as you mentioned first annual but it's important to have these gatherings because Rob I'm I'm a southern baptist but the southern baptist convention and and some of the leadership therein has really distance or try to try to draw this line between certain issues that are going on in our society and our culture and scripture and really in some areas playing a hands-off approach other areas trying to meddle around mm-hmm. um but we need more christians not just southern baptists but we need more christians speaking to all of the issues of our day and that's what uh, this conference was was aimed at. It really was. You know, what, what's happening in the Southern Baptist Convention, and by the way, this wasn't about the Southern Baptist Convention. However, there was one group that, that was uh, supporting or co-sponsoring the event, the uh, Conservative Baptist Network, headed up by uh, Dr. Scott Coulter. But, yeah, that's exactly what's needed is uh, people that were supporting Trump or supporting a Republican candidate uh, in, in previous elections were being shamed by so-called evangelicals because they were saying, well, there's more to politics than uh, something that's pro-life. And so uh, I think in a conversation we yeah. had earlier this morning, yeah. so where are those folks now? Right, there? yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, Trump was, according to some of the evangelicals, he was a— you know, the big bad guy, the mean tweets, and how can he be a Christian? And not only that, how can Christians support him at all on any issue? Mm-hmm. Um, but then now we have a, a, a terrible leader in Joe Biden, really no leader at all, uh, wrong on all the issues that Scripture speaks to, which is a plethora of the issues of our day. And uh, the the evangelicals that were bashing Trump for four years— Rob, they're MIA. Where are they? Where are their joint letters? Where are their Washington Post pieces? Yeah, they're, they're under a rock somewhere, you know. <laughs> uh, they're under a rock hiding, and when they come out and they they, they uh, criticize people that uh, for, for being, if someone's white, they criticize them for being white. They want yeah, white, white people to go on, you know, white apologetic tour. And, uh, you know, it's not um, any one person's fault for the color of their skin. Mm. Uh, that's, that's God has created people. Yes. And uh, if anybody wants to take up an issue with this color of skin, they need to take it up with God. Yeah, amen. And, and also the, um, the, 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 the same crowd that wanted to bash Trump for four years, despite all the good things he was doing, 
uh, that aligned with Scripture, by the way, the, the stances he was taking on policy matters, including life, mm-hmm. um, this same crowd is often known for their open borders rhetoric mm-hmm. and their amnesty rhetoric. Um, but where are they meeting with angel moms and angel dads of Americans who have been killed as a result of the drug epidemic? I mean, where are they meeting with you know, churches on the border that are being overrun by illegal immigrants and crime and the cartels? having shootings in their town? I mean, where are they on those issues? I think they're still MIA. They're mm-hmm. still MIA. And, uh, and again, when they come out from under their rock, uh, for all, from, from, from what I can tell, they just they come out to continue to attack uh, people who would hold to a, a full-spectrum biblical worldview. Right. And going back to this conference, that's one thing that um, I think you're familiar with Patriot Academy. Uh, Rick mm-hmm. Green was one of the yes. speakers there, and they were also one of the sponsors. And uh, Rick really did a great job talking about how they are training uh, young this this young generation what it means to be uh, not only Christian what it what it means to be a Christian in this society mm. within this American culture when we have a, a we have a body politic of representative government and yes. that and he talks about how we are uh, Caesars mm. you know we the people yes you know, it's a self-governed society and so, uh, you've been through that, so Absolutely. You, you know a lot about it than I do. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so encouraging. We need voices like Rick, and he's going to be hosting the show some uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays in May. Uh, Rob, thanks for joining that conference on behalf of AFA, and we need more events like that. I know AFA is participating in events like that around the country. Absolutely. Thanks, Walker. All right. Rob Chambers with American Family Association. He's Vice President of Policy and Legislative Affairs. So, folks, we do more than radio here. Uh, we're involved at not only the state level but also the federal level when it comes to engagement on the issues, engagement on the issues. And we care what God's Word says about the issues of our day, and we're going to proclaim that, and we're going to speak to that, and we're going to share the truth about what's going on in our society and do it all from a strictly biblical perspective. Uh, Moving back into some of the stories for the day, I wanted to play this. uh, I wanted to play clip five here. This is... Well, yeah, let's play clip five here. This is the Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson, and he's uh, surprisingly or not surprisingly, if you've been keeping up with Arkansas politics, he is criticizing Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida for going after uh, the Disney Corporation and their woke agenda. Clip five, let's listen. Your fellow Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida signed a law effectively punishing Disney for its criticism of legislation, restricting how sexual orientation and gender identity are taught in schools. Do you support DeSantis's move against Disney? Well, first of all, Disney has handled this very poorly. Uh, secondly, the law that was passed is, to me, common sense that in those grades, those lower grades, you shouldn't be uh, teaching uh, sexual orientation and those uh, matters that should uh, not be covered in, at that age. But I don't believe that government should be punitive against private businesses because we disagree with them. Uh, that's not the right approach either. And so to me, that's the old Republican principle of having a restrained government. Uh, and so let's do the the right thing. It's a fair debate about these special tax privileges. I understand that debate, but let's not go after businesses and punish them because we disagree with what they said. All right. So the entire context of the question and the answer is all out of sorts, friends. It's all out of sorts. And, and this is, 
This is the problem, all right, with some people in the conservative movement, some people that are Christians that, um, you know, tend to say they're conservative or I'm Republican or I agree with the values that are within the Republican Party, so on and so forth, is we have been playing by a different set of rules than everyone else in our society. And I'm not saying we break rules and we break laws because that's not what I'm saying at all. But what we have to do is we have to utilize every legal, moral, and just means available to fight back against the wickedness that is prevailing in our society. And if that means removing a special tax status, which why on earth does Disney have a special tax status to begin with? And the governor there, which I completely disagree with him, as you could tell, um, says, well, that's a fair discussion. Okay, well, let's have that discussion because that's what the bill was about. That's what the legislation in Florida was about, and it was removing the special stat tax status from Disney. And Disney started this fight. Don't let them lie to you and make it like the multi-billion dollar Disney is the victim here. Because Florida was minding its own business, passing legislation like they do every cycle, and all of a sudden, the CEO of Disney just couldn't withstand the pressure from the sexual deviance, and he had to weigh in. He just couldn't resist the urge, or he feared him losing his job if he did not weigh in and side with Biden and the radical sexual deviants. And so I'm going to read you the Florida statement that got this fight kicked off. It was not Florida. It was not DeSantis. It was not the legislature that picked a fight with Disney. It was Disney that picked a fight with the state of Florida and the governor. All right, so here, here's the statement that started this spat, which ended with Disney getting their special tax status removed, which who's going go to go to go uh, fight for Disney to have a special tax status? Why don't we just all abide by the same tax law? Why don't we create special carve-outs for the big people? All right, why don't we all uh, abide by the same tax code, the same tax laws as everyone else? That's what you and I have to do, right? Uh, quote, Florida's House Bill, this is a quote from Disney. Florida's House Bill 1557, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, which that's not what it's known as, should never have passed and should never have been signed into law, reads the statement from Disney, which posted the message on its corporate Twitter feed on Monday. Our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts, and we remain, this is Disney Corporation, we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. The statement added, we are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of LGBTQ plus members of the Disney family as well as the LGBTQ plus community in Florida and across the country, end quote. All right, so that is the statement. So Florida passes a bill, the Parental Rights and Education Bill. That's the name of the bill. And it simply states that teachers and school educators are not to talk about gender identity and sexual orientation to kindergarten through third grade students. But Disney decides to side with the groomers here and wage an all-out PR campaign against the state of Florida. So Disney fired the first shot. This legislation had nothing to do with Disney. 
quite literally, this legislation in Florida had nothing to do with Disney. Is Disney p- teaching in our public schools? No, they're not. Disney is an entertainment park that entertains families and children. That's their prime audience. This legislation had to do with curriculum and what can and can't be taught in Florida's public schools. Nothing to do with the business of Disney. So Disney fires their first shot. And then the governor of Florida and the legislature decided that they were going to fight back and if Disney wants to try to bully Florida around, then di- then Florida's going to remove their special tax status. Then Florida's going to remove their special tax status. And that's it. And that's it. And so Governor Asa Hutchison and CNN and Dana Bass, they're trying to pitch this as Disney's a victim and Disney's been attacked. No, Disney attacked Florida. Disney attacked Florida. Florida struck back, and people don't like that. Because they're weak. And they actually don't want to fight. They just want to play defense. They want to push around. They want to complain about what's going on in our country. But when it comes to fighting back, they're MIA, as Rob talked about. They're nowhere to be found when it comes to fighting back. So good for Florida. Good for the governor there. And I don't know how the left, and I've said this before, I don't know how the liberals can complain about Disney having their special tax status removed because that's what the left wants to do to corporations. You know, they say corporations need to pay their fair share and and uh, we need to tax the rich and get rid of the billionaires and so on and so forth. Well, Florida simply told Disney that, hey, you're going to abide by the same tax code as every other business in the state. And uh, somehow the left doesn't like it. Well, good for Florida uh, far fighting back. And uh, that that's Florida used legal, moral, and just means to fight back against a bully corporation that is siding with the radicals. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fair game. If Disney doesn't like it, then they can move to New York or move to California and play and pay an exorbitant amount of taxes in those states. But no, they won't do it. Why? Because Florida is a very business-friendly state and Disney is doing quite well from a business standpoint in the state of Florida. So maybe next time, Disney should just not issue press releases waging war on the state. Maybe they should just focus on family-friendly entertainment, which is what their founder created the entire Disney apparatus for. Not for passing laws and special education bills in the state of Florida. AFA at the core will be back in just a few minutes. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Dear One Million Moms, I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at 1millionmoms.com. That's 1millionmoms.com. And thanks. 
The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. In a world where no one can tell us no. To this day, every human being born on this planet is the product of a male and a female. That's the way God set it up. God created us in his image. A place where Facebook and YouTube have no control. I think the command in scripture relative to men and women is not mainly women sit down, but men stand up, act like men, lead as you're supposed to. A place where we can no longer be canceled. When the scripture speaks, God speaks. And if you understand that rightly, then everything else simply falls into place. The American Family Association presents the AFA streaming platform. Just visit streaming.afa.net for the latest films, documentaries, and AFA original productions. You'll even find videos from some of your favorite talk shows. All you have to do is create a free account at streaming.afa.net. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Hey, don't forget AFR.net is our website. The American Family Radio app is where you can live stream the audio. We are live streaming the video now on our Facebook page, AFA at the Core on Facebook. You can go there and watch the show. And uh, as the uh, ad or the spot you just heard there a minute ago, our streaming platform is uh, ready for you to visit, ready for you to create a free account, and you can watch uh, tons of great content there on the AFA streaming platform. And we upload the show each day. Uh, Once the show is over live, we upload it on that platform so you can watch at your convenience. Streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net, that's AFA's streaming video platform for you to go and visit, create a free account, and uh, go ahead and watch all the great content that's offered there on that platform. Well, I uh, came across this Breitbart article just a few minutes ago during the break, and it says, uh, CEOs now fear caving to woke employees after Florida pushes back against Disney. Hmm, fitting. And uh, the first paragraph reads, the days when woke employees could easily pressure their CEOs into taking left-wing political positions appear to be ending as top business leaders are reportedly seeking to avoid a PR disaster like the one Disney brought on itself in Florida. Hmm. So fighting back actually has its benefits. And there's some that subscribe to the theory or the thought that neutrality amongst corporations is impossible that corporations can't be neutral, they have to pick a side, so on and so forth. And I I just simply don't agree with that 
analysis. I don't agree with that thought process because CEOs can be neutral. They can be neutral on issues that don't involve their primary mission and purpose. So, for example, and Bobby and I were talking about this during the break, if if Home Depot's mission and purpose as a company, as a corporation, is to uh, sell the best tools, the best building materials, the best gardening materials in America or in the world, then just do that. And you don't have to have your PR department weigh in on state policy and legislative items. You don't have to bash Disney. I'm sorry, you don't have to bash Florida for passing a law. You don't have to weigh in on what California is doing as it relates to abortion. Just sell tools, do your primary purpose, and then focus on that. If you're if you're McDonald's, then just make a good burger and figure out how to make your drive through line go faster and your ice cream machine not be down every day. <laughs> Focus on that. Like, stop issuing press releases on matters that don't involve the core functions of your business. That's the definition of remaining neutral. If your business does lawn care maintenance and you mow yards and you, you know, you plant new shrubbery and so on and so forth, then just do that. Like, just do that. You don't have to weigh in on legislation that has completely nothing to do with your business operation. That is remaining neutral. And that puts actually puts corporate America in a very good position to just make money and operate a good, healthy business. You don't have to be picking sides on the uh, uh, what, some, what some call the culture war. You don't have to be picking sides on, you know, Republican versus Democrat, liberal versus conservative. Just run your business. And if there are items uh, in, around the country, if there are legislative items, if there are, you know, items in, in the courts that affect your core business functions and your avail- uh, availability and ability to serve your customers, then you can weigh in on that. But stop meddling around in issues that really these co- corporations know nothing about. Um, I think neutrality is possible, but it takes it takes CEOs and boards, boardrooms that have a little backbone to tell the, the radical left to take a hike. That, no, we're not weighing in on y'all's left-wing crazy ideas. We have a business to run, and that's what we're going to do. That uh, idea, that neutrality might actually become more and more popular uh, because of the pushback on Disney. Moving to another story I wanted to mention. You know, I, I told you last week that the um, that the people who uh, want to destroy our country, that hate our country, that are applauding the Biden administration for his assault on our country from a a policy standpoint, and it's really resulting in a very tragic situation on our southern border. We talked about the drug overdose deaths uh, last week coming in from Mexico. Uh, Listen to this uh, CNN analyst. He is commenting on uh, Elon Musk possibly purchasing, closing in on the purchase of Twitter. This is David Zarabek. He's a CNN analyst. Listen how ballistic he goes about the possibility that Elon Musk might one day operate Twitter. I think there's a bigger problem that when we focus on the personalities of people like Elon Musk and people say, oh, I think Elon's thinking this or that. There's a bigger problem here about how we are going to control the channels of communication Mm -hmm. in this country. In 1927, we had the Radio Act. 1934, the Communications Act. 
Congress stepped in. We made rules. FCC wasn't great, but it's still regulating the broadcast industry. You can't use vulgar language. You can't do all these things with speech. We gave over our, our what amounts to our airwaves or our internet waves to Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. And we are in so much trouble because those guys believe in making money. We've already seen that with the 2016 election mm. in Zuckerberg when he was taking rubles for ads from Russia and say, oh, I think it's crazy to think they had any influence on this election. Musk is the same. Musk doesn't want it. Oh, you know, he's upset with the SEC, tried to, how dare they question him? You know what I'm saying? This is dangerous. We can't think anymore in this country. We don't have people, <laughs> no, I'm serious. We don't have people in Congress who can make regulations that can make it work. I think we can look to the Western countries in Europe for how they are trying to limit it. But you need, you need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country or we are headed to We are there. Trump opened the gate. Now they're chasing us down. Wait, we got well, look, this is the same crowd that disagrees with the First Amendment. And they'll tell you this. Maybe not this gentleman specifically, but... These are the same type people. They they they'll just tell you they don't like the First Amendment. They disagree with how it's written. They disagree with how the courts have interpreted it the last two hundred and fifty years. They just don't like the First Amendment because misinformation and harm is done when people say things that aren't true. And so he says uh, one thing I do uh, agree with that uh, commentator on is that we can't think anymore. I completely agree, but it's not because of Twitter and Facebook and Google that we can't think anymore. It's because we're we're choosing not to think for ourselves anymore. We're taking information, whether it be true or false, we're just taking information, we're consuming it, we're not even processing it, and then when we're questioned on our view of the issues, we just regurgitate what somebody else told us. And this is a challenge to Christians just as much or more than it's a challenge to unbelievers. We shouldn't, we shouldn't build our worldview based on what other people say. We should build our worldview based on what God's Word says. And as a society, we have to be able to think for ourselves. And this is, this is, we have a, a, a movement now, a foot, that thinks eliminating information from the public sphere is protecting people. Less information is protecting people. Well, that sounds familiar. You know, like what China does. They have filters around their entire country from an internet perspective to where nothing gets in that's not government approved. And if you ask the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, they'll say they're protecting their population. Same language they'll use. They'll say, we're protecting our population. We don't want harmful content getting in uh, uh, to China over the Internet. It's all about control. It's all about thought control and controlling narratives. And that's really a very, very dangerous place to be. Moving to another issue I wanted to mention, and that is what's going on on our southern border. Uh, President Biden's been talking about removing this Title 42 protection, which has really, Title 42 is something President Trump put into place that has equipped Customs and Border Patrol and ICE as well to efficiently and more effectively deport illegal immigrants. So it's been a tool in the box uh, of 
our federal government that has been used under the guise of COVID to uh, export, uh, I'm sorry, to deport people in a more expeditious manner that cross our border illegally. So it's been used for good. You you would think that type of policy uh, would be permanent. It wouldn't have to be some kind of special rule like Title 42. But uh, Representative Chip Roy, I've played his clips before, but he just went on a tear against the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas for his abdication uh, of duty on the southern border. Clip two, let's listen. How about the little girl here with a brand on her arm? A little girl with a brand on her arm because of your policies. A little girl here in the desert found by ranchers trying to save their life. And how about the lost voices for people dying from fentanyl? The tens of thousands of Americans dying from fentanyl. Faces. Faces of Americans, faces of Americans across this country dying because of fentanyl pouring into our country. The time of the gentleman has expired. You know full well. The time of the gentleman has expired, Mr. Encouraging people to come here, harming Texas and harming this country. Time you of know the, it. And you're ignoring the, the time of truth. the gentleman has expired. He no longer has time to slander the secretary, Ms. Scanlon. Not slander. You know what slander is? Thank you, Secretary Mayorkas. Ms. Scanlon. Thank you. Secretary no Is it slander if it's true? Hmm. Is it slander if it's true? And by the way, the representative wasn't slandering anyone. He was pointing out the facts on the ground of what's going on on our southern border. And I want to encourage each and every one of you to study more about what goes on on the U.S.-Mexico border. I want to encourage our audience to study more about what goes on in Mexico from a cartel, from a human smuggling standpoint. It's horrific. It's horrific. And that's why I've been taking the unpopular view, the unpopular position about what's going on in Ukraine Everybody, you know, the, the, the status quo for the past two months has been uh, Putin bad, Putin bad, Putin bad, which I'm not saying he's not a bad person or not a bad leader. There's a lot of bad leaders in the world. But that's why I have not jumped on the bandwagon cheering for war in Ukraine against Russia and sending American troops in and sending billions and tanks and airplanes and just heavily entrenching America into a foreign dispute between two sovereign nations because I see the attention that is needed in our own nation and in our in our border uh, uh, nations like Mexico that need some some desperate attention for critical issues. It's terrible and it needs our attention. Well, uh, anyone who has thought that uh, war, uh, U.S. troops in Ukraine is off the table. It will, it's not being discussed. It's not being considered. Uh, boy, were you wrong. And I knew this was coming, folks. I knew this was coming. Uh, the military-industrial complex, the apparatus in Washington, D.C., is thirsty for another multi-trillion-dollar war. And I don't have to get into the hearts and minds of our leaders to know that. Look at their actions. Look at their actions. This is out of uh, MSN. 
U.S. Representative Adam Kissinger introduces measure to allow U.S. military intervention in Ukraine if Russia uses chemical biological weapons. That's what This is what they're trying to do through Congress. I knew this was coming. That's why I've been taking the unpopular position that we need as much as humanly possible. We need to stay out of what's going on in Ukraine because if not, my friends, if not, we will turn around in 10 years and we will be sipping coffee, sipping coffee, reading the New York Times about how U.S. troops are in Ukraine. And some thousands of U.S. troops are now dead because they're fighting Russia. And we'll all be going, so how did we get there in the first place? And somebody will say, well, remember that Congress passed this resolution that said we would send troops over there if Putin did this? This is how bad things happen, and we get involved in foreign conflicts that drag out for decades. U.S. Representative Adam Kissinger on Sunday has he has uh, said he has introduced legislation that would give congressional authorization for President Joe Biden to use U.S. military force in Ukraine if Russia uses chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons. Speaking on CBS Face the Nation, the Illinois Republican said the joint resolution would not be a mandate for the Democratic president, but rather a measure that would provide an option for Biden's administration while also sending a warning to Russian President Vladimir Putin as he pursues war with Ukraine. Folks, we got to be very careful. Which wars do we want to get involved in? How much American blood are we willing to spend in American dollars, tax dollars, are we willing to spend on a foreign war? That That's a question that needs to be litigated in the public sphere. And we don't need to be hasty. We don't need to be rash and jump into a multi-billion, multi-trillion dollar war where our moms and dads, our sons and daughters are going to go overseas and die on foreign soil for what? This needs to be discussed. It needs to be seriously thought through before we get involved in another endless war in a land far, far away. AFA at the core. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.